one of the most important <laughs> things that you could ever want in someone is is to see them be selfless and to see them take care of someone to the fullest. One thing a guy is never going to come out and just say is like, <laughs> I got a low sperm count. <laughs> like just something you just don't want to say. It's not a conversation starter. Yeah. Right. How you doing? Low sperm count. Your name? <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Couple Things with Sean and Andrew, a podcast all about couples and the things they go through. Today, we sit down with one of Sean's long term friends. You've yes. known this guy for how many years? Uh, man, 13. 13 years. Met him on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. He was Sean's first friend when she moved to Nashville, which, side note, Sean did move to Nashville explicitly for me I did uh, but then I knew nobody here except for my friend that's right and I had to hang out with him all day while Andrew was in college so but it's fun this guy is one of the most uh romantic people I know and we've been through him through his whole dating process and just last year he got married to the love of his life we're talking about Chuck Wicks and Cassie Rosa Wicks yeah so met Chuck Wicks on Dancing with the Stars he very quickly became like my big brother when we were on there and watched out for me when it came to anything that happened on the show. But we've just kind of seen his whole relationship evolve over our, I have for the past 13 years. I've seen him go in and out of relationships and have good ones and hard ones. And he's just always been that friend that has talked to both of us now about everything. So seeing him finally find the love of his life and just the person he was meant for is so cool. So this episode is super juicy. We talk about a ton of different things. Him going, you know, through 36 years of his life looking for the one and mm -hmm. finding them. We talk about infertility, which was a very interesting topic between the Ma two of them. Male infertility. Which male is infertility, a, yes. Yeah. And he was very vulnerable and open talking about this. We then talk about blended families because Cassie was actually married before Chuck. She adopted two girls and then she had uh, a little girl of her own with her ex-husband, mm -hmm. which was a really great conversation. I just feel like there's a lot of really good topics we covered about relationships and how they can get complicated, but everybody does relationships differently. And whatever works for you works for you. And it's beautiful. Yeah, we got deep uh, pretty quickly and actually exciting news. So we recorded this podcast uh, <laughs> like maybe a month and a half ago and they had just recently found out that they were pregnant. And so they have struggled. They have tried to get pregnant. They struggled with it. And they have successfully been pregnant now for 15 weeks. Is that right? 15 weeks. And Jeez. it was just announced today. I know. People Magazine. That's right. They have like a centerfold and all the beautiful pictures. She looks like an absolute goddess. But anyways, this is a really cool interview. We hope you guys love it as as much as we do and as much as we loved interviewing them. Yeah. Um, and I hope you can take something away from it. Yeah. And to give you a little more background on Chuck and Cassie, Chuck is a country musician. Uh, he's written a lot of fantastic songs, including Stealing Cinderella, which we'll link uh, that down below. He's it's also a great song. writing new music and That's potentially right. going on tour again, which will yeah. be awesome. Yeah. He hosted a nationally syndicated radio show. So the guy's like deep in the country music scene which fits his marriage to Cassie yes. Rosawicks uh, as he is, she is uh, Jason Aldean's sister. Sister, That's right. So anyway, they're a really fun couple. I think you guys will love them and we're excited to bring them to you. If you guys want to find out more about Chuck and Cassie, you can find their information in the show notes down below. And before we get started, please give the show a subscription and rating on whatever platform you're listening to. All right. As a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. 
I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept them really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. Let's roll into it with Chuck and Cassie. Here's my question for these two. How long? How <laughs> you guys long are awkwardly like... Touching boots. I know. <laughs> Chuck's me sitting on the same couch as Chuck is only gonna this is gonna be awkward the next hour. <laughs> it's gonna be great. But <laughs> how long have you two known each other? Ooh, uh 2009. Eleven years? Yeah. yeah. Two thousand yeah. nine. Yep, two thousand nine. Yeah. Wow. That's right. That's crazy. Yeah. I hope yeah. that wasn't your stomach. Was that uh, your stomach? Probably. I haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> <laughs> so and lunch was three hours ago. Yeah. So we met on Dancing with the Stars. For people listening. Yeah. I was 16 years old. You were? Yeah. Jeez. It's right after the Olympics. True. So, yeah. She, now, Sean's the only... Child. And Chuck was 35. Uh, no, I was 11 years younger than <laughs> I am. <laughs> I was, I was uh, 29. 28, 29. 29. Wow. Yeah. So, Sean is the only friend I kept from Dancing with the Stars. Okay. <laughs> Wow. You no, feel, because you need so many people. I don't know if that's Wait, a thing to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the people. No. I am no longer friends with any of you. Nobody you likes me. <laughs> you know what? It's complicated. It's complicated. Yes. No, I mean, yes. you, but you have all those contestants yeah. and you, you become friends with all of them, essentially. Yeah. The ones that last more than a week. <laughs> Who else was on your season? Denise Richards was the first one to get the boot, right? Remember? Yeah. And then Holly Madison. Steve yep. Wozniak. Steve Wozniak. Lawrence Taylor. Wow. Um, Ty. Ty Murray. Uh, yeah. Boy. Gio Marini. Melissa Rycroft. Yep. Lil Kim. Lil Kim. What? Lil Kim used to call me Chucky. I don't know who that She's is. She's like, Chucky, you what's know who, You know who. Yes, you do. Yeah. Who's Lil Kim? I Lil, don't know who Lil Kim is. One of the is. best rappers <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Lil Kim. Lil Kim. She what? was one of the original Lil. You might have had one of her posters. I don't know what we're talking about. You think he had a little Ken's poster? I mean, <laughs> maybe not that I don't far. know. I wouldn't stretch it that far. Hey, who else it's is just on? fun because he doesn't know who she is. Who else was on? Uh, Steve-O. Steve-O. Oh. He was. He's amazing. Um, I actually kept in touch with Steve-O. I wish I would have kept in touch. Every I never, time. I was never friends with him on the show. I was always like, scared of him. come through Des Moines after the show years later, and he would always take me and my mom out for lunch. He's oh, the oh, sweetest nice. guy ever. Yeah. Do you remember, uh, I remember when like all the jackass guys would come on set yeah. and I literally would be so nervous to walk by their trailer. Yeah. Cause I'm like, they're going to like <laughs> hit me in the nuts or something. Like there's something's going to happen. I distinctly remember walking onto set one day and Steve-O was standing on stage and the cameras weren't rolling. It was just for the heck of it. And his partner, Lacey Schwimmer mm-hmm. walks up and staples just a plain piece of paper to his chest and then his head. What? Oh. That's why you don't. Well. Walk, that's why you don't walk. <laughs> yeah. in. I'm telling that's you. That's why you weren't friends with him. That's why yeah. I'm like, I don't need to be friends with these guys. I'll watch them on TV all day and laugh. Jeez. But do you not want to be it's friends? Bad for your health. Yes. Yeah. Is this your first interview as a married couple? Mm. Oh, we did one from a magazine. Dang it, babe. We're yeah. too late. For People magazine? No. Well, well you guys no. had the yeah, spread in People. Yeah. We got a little spread on People. It was beautiful. Your wedding was incredibly beautiful. Thank you. Oh, yeah. We just got our uh, wedding video back. Which was awesome. Since you guys missed it, you can watch the video. Stop, I'm dude. sorry. I was like dude. eight months pregnant. That's okay. Dang. You were worried about I heard it was so She fun, was worried dude. a mosquito was going to bite her or something. <laughs> I mean, everyone put the fear of God in you for it's it. It's a thing. Yeah. I was like, okay. 
Trust me, if she was eight months pregnant, would you would you have gone? I would have been like, we're staying right here at the house. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. I get it. Okay. How'd you guys meet? Uh, in a bar. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've I've known I knew about Cassie forever because she's just so stunning when she walks into a room. Like she and she has this like her hair is so uh, it's just memorable. Like when she walks into a room, you're like, who's the girl with the curly hair? Like it's just it just sticks out uh, in the best way possible. And I we were in Boston, um, both of us, because her brother uh, Jason Aldean was playing Fenway Park. And, um, I did not know she was Jason Aldean's sister. So I never put the two together. So I'm like, why am I, why do I keep seeing this girl at Jason Aldean? Is she like a super fan? Like what's happening? (laughs) So I would see her again and something triggered. I'm like, okay, maybe there's something going on here. So it it was enough for me to like pursue it a little more. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to check into this. So when I get back to Nashville, I get on Instagram (laughs) And I go, I'm going to look up, I'm going to look, find Brittany Aldean's Instagram, and I'm going to find her in one of the pictures and see what her name is, the tag. And I find it. And I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking this is Brittany Aldean's sister. <laughs> I still did not think that Jason even had a sister. So, cause he never brought her up. I mean, he just, it just wasn't, we were never in that scenario for her to be brought up and when we were hanging out. So I find her and I did all my research I'm you like, Instagram stalked her. A 1,000%. Yeah, like way back. I was about to say, Cassie, at what point when you were bumping into him at all these events where you're like, oh, this guy's, uh, this guy's following me around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was always Freaking. like industry events. So yeah. I felt like he was supposed to be there. So, but obviously I knew who he was. Like, uh, like we had never met or anything, but I knew Chuck. And so... Um, Chuck Wicks. Chuck Wicks. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, it wasn't weird. Like I was married at the time, so it was one of those things. Like you know who's around, but yeah, yeah. you just don't really. Chuck, did you go attention. through and like every former picture? On no. Her so Instagram? this is what I did. It was very confusing for me because I'm, you know, I see her. I'm like, she's, you know, she's super young, super hot. I'm like, does she have three kids? Mm-hmm. So I was like, there's no way these, there's no way these two are kids because they're like 20 and 19, or like they're like they look over 18, and she doesn't look you know, over 30 to me. I'm just like, these are, oh, these are kids. So, and it's funny now that I know the real, tr- the story behind it at the time I was super confused and I was like, well, the young one, Avery, that's got, that's definitely her child. Mm-hmm. But did she have kids when she was like 15? I was like trying <laughs> to figure it out. And so and the I, story being that I was married before. And right. so I adopted my older two when they were five and six. Right. So yeah. So they are, Closer in age, you know, they're not that far off. I would have been very young. Very young. <laughs> but so I I didn't like every photo, but I put the feelers out. Once mm-hmm. I knew that she was, I figured out that she was divorced and she so was So you sing- liked So how many I of went them? to a, a one that oh, she- Oh, he was very, he, he didn't even like it. Or you probably liked it, but more importantly, he commented. Very specific. Uh, okay. very, very specific. He went really- I'm curious to know Chuck's game. So this is my yeah. game. This is, this was my game. Um- I commented publicly, publicly, not in the DM, not in the DM. Wow. So everyone could see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wasn't being shady. What do you remember what you commented? Um, it was something about, she was at top golf okay. and she was swinging in high heels <laughs> and jeans. And I commented on your swing. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty impressive to do that in high heels. Mm-hmm. And I knew if she like commented back or hit me back, I was in, <laughs> I was in. And and, I did. And you did. And then that's wow. when we started. And then once we did that, so everyone could see it, I would do a couple more. And then I, then we started going DM. And then no, we, we did not DM. A hundred percent. I have the DMs. He's same before family. we met. Yes. Oh, maybe we you did. DM. You're right. So, I think I more commented on your stories. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Yeah. So that, that would go qualifies. to my DM. All right. All right. All right. So we uh, we had not met in person yet. But okay. we, it, it was getting to that point where somebody's, someone's got to say, let's connect, let's go have a drink or whatever. So I had met friends of mine that were out of town. They, they came in to see a concert or something. And um, he goes, we're going downtown, uh, meet us at Whiskey Row, which is Dirk Bentley's bar. I said, all right, I don't feel like it, but yes, we get there. And uh, in walks in. 
I had been to brunch with my girlfriends, so I had no already way. had a few drinks at this point. And then my best friend, she's from out of town, so she was like, just one more place. Let's just go see. We had a friend that was actually playing at Whiskey Row. And I was like, no, I need to go home, have work tomorrow. And she's like, just for a little bit. And all of them were like, no, you have to go. <laughs> my sister-in-law, everybody. So Amory and I go to Whiskey Row. And here we walk. She goes, let's just see what's happening upstairs. Out of all the bars downtown, she walks into this one. Yeah. We had not been on a date yet. We had not set a date yet. She walks in. She looks at me like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah. She goes, did you get my, she goes, did you get my uh, DM? I'm like, no, I haven't gotten it. I open up the DM in front of her because you know you can tell Mm -hmm. if you've looked at it or not. I open it up in front of her and it literally says, hey, I'm going downtown. Do you want to meet up? Oh, funny. Yeah. And (laughs) And we literally just walked in. He was already there, but I walked into where he was. So we were were in Whiskey Row from 1 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon till 1130. What? On a Sunday night. On a Sunday. Really nice. So that, and that, and I, and I asked her, uh, I asked her on a date, an official date while we were there in that 10 hour span. And she goes, uh, she, cause she had, how long were you married before? 10, 10, 10 years? years. She goes, yeah. she goes, I'm not really good at this dating thing. And I'm like, well, do you want to go to dinner Friday night? She goes, yeah. I go, I think that's how it works. I think we're okay. <laughs> so that's how, kind of how it all started. Did you wear your whiskey row hat today? As a to pay uh, homage? Commemorative? No, yeah. I just like it. Cool. <laughs> now that you say it. Yes. It's a cool hat. Thank you. I can get you one. Um, Go ahead. No. You were married for 10 years before you met Chuck. 10 years. Had adopted two kids and had one. I was right out of college, too. So I was 21 when I got together with my ex. And I had actually graduated a year early from college. Wow. So I was super young. And, you know, we got together. He actually, at the time, was my brother's best friend. So it was kind of just, I don't know. I I was planning on moving to LA actually. And then I got kind of chickened out and then we met. And so we ended up together and yep, I, we got married a year later and I adopted Maddie and Mackenzie. And so they were five and six and I was 21 at the time. So I was like immediately became mom. Their birth mom had died of breast cancer at 30. So, you know, I'm the, I'm mom to them. I'm the only one that they'll like really remember. Obviously they know who their mom is and, you know, we've always talked about her, her and, um, she's close or they were close with her family, but yeah. So I was super young and then married for 10 years. Jeez. Grew up a lot. I might be jumping ahead in the story and you don't have to answer any of these questions. No, it's curious. So 21, you jump into having a five and a six year old. Uh Uh-huh. Kind of full circle, you get married, to Chuck gets married yeah. to you, and you jump in having three kids. Yeah. Did yeah. you, like, was there words of wisdom or, like, how do you handle that? It's like blended families twice, but. It's very different situations, though. So I didn't have anybody else to answer to. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, their mother had passed away. So I didn't have that other person that we mm-hmm. have to see all the time mm-hmm. or, um, that had to, you know, get approval from, like, I just stepped in and I just did what I thought was best as mom. And, um, my ex-husband, um, at the time he worked out of town during the week. So it was truly just me and the girls. And I just like made it up as I went along, but I always wanted to be a mom. So mm-hmm. that situation was a lot different than Chuck. He has to, you know, and I might be speaking for you. I, I don't mean to, but you know, we do have an ex that we have, mm-hmm. we see all the time. So it's a Which little bit. Which is good. I mean, yeah. it's good that, yeah, you know, their dad is definitely involved in their mm-hmm. lives, which is great. And, he, and he's great at it, um, which is, a, you know, is a relief to me because I've, you know, I'm not trying to fill in any shoes. That was my main thing. I, you know, I actually talked um, to their dad about that. I'm like, listen, I'm not here to replace you. I'm here to support you and to support the the family that you guys have together and, and the kids and I will love them as if they are my own. And it, it was, that was a big uh, moment actually for mm-hmm. the two of us. Uh, the, and they did that on their own. So that yeah. was kind of cool too. Wow. Um, That's awesome for them to do that. Yeah. It's, so it's an inter- interesting dynamic um, for sure. But the one thing that I love about Cassie is that, and made me fall in love with her even more is that she is a great mom. Like watching a woman be a good mother is one of the, 
it's one of the most important <laughs> things that you could ever want in someone is is to see them be selfless and to see them take care of someone um, to the fullest. I mean, to where like it, nothing else around, nothing else matters. It's all about the kids and it's all about their health and all about what they want. And it taught me a lot. I have, I've never been, I was a self so selfish. And I think being in the entertainment industry and being a gymnast, um, being a football player, like you have to be selfish hundred percent and, and you have to succeed in what you want to do and you have to see it happen for yourself before you can be selfless, truly selfless and understand what it means and really give your all. So to see her be so selfless and be such a great mom was one of the most, was the biggest selling point, if you will. I'm like, she's the one. Mm-hmm. Dude, I feel like from, from a personal standpoint, seeing Sean be a mom and like, she was made to do that. You know what I'm saying? She was made to do a ton of things, but one of those things is to be a mom. That's like the most fulfilling thing to me is like when she holds Drew and like giggles with Drew, I'm like, Oh, that's the freaking best right there. You know, like it doesn't get any better than that. When you guys had Drew, did it like immediately, isn't it switch. funny? Yeah. Like you, it's like a switch happens. Like, you know, we want to have our own child for mm-hmm. sure, but walking into a situation where there is, there are three, Mm-hmm. Three girls. Uh, I'm, <laughs> You're yeah. outnumbered. I am very yeah. outnumbered. outnumbered. Yeah. Uh, and I love it. Yeah. But to be a part of that and to see it all unfold is like so rewarding in, in so many ways that you could never even imagine until it happens. It is crazy. We we said that as soon as we had Drew, it's literally, it changes in an instant. The first time you hold your kid, nothing else in the world matters. Can I ask like you though? Because I was I was gonna say before this thought that the courage it takes to adopt um, kids and the courage that you had walking into that situation. I feel like what amazing people both of you are to just like assume that responsibility. You know what I'm saying? I'm still like even my peer group. It's like oh, like marriage is still too much to <laughs> to cope with. Right. Much less adopting to, when you were 21. I know. What? I just like, I'm immediately just fell in love with him so hard though. I, and, you know, because my ex was such a close friend of my brother's, I actually mm-hmm. knew the girls. I was always in college for the most part. So I wasn't around everybody as much at the time, but like I knew them as babies. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, like I've known them forever yeah. you know, since they were born. Essentially, mm-hmm. I haven't been around them that whole time, you know, all the time. But so did you hold them as babies? Like, I can't remember as a baby baby, but definitely as toddlers. Wow. I can remember them coming to my parents' house and seeing, and I remember being like, I want kids like that. Like, Mm. and I've told, I had told my mom that I'm like, they're the cutest. They were 13 months apart. They look like twins and Mm. like the best manners, just so sweet and like beautiful. And I'm like, yep. And I, at the time I had said, I wanted a daughter named Mackenzie because Mm -hmm. she was so cute. And I'm like, yep. That's what my kid's name will be. And then it's just so wow. weird. I mean, like never in a million years at the time yeah. would I have thought my life would have come around to me being their mom. But I mean, I was probably, in, I was in high school and then into college during those periods. Mm-hmm. So Jeez. yeah, but the, so I love them already, yeah. you know, in a sense. And then it just like, it was so easy. And like I said, I just always wanted to be a mom. Like it, since I was little, that's just like, I knew that that was something I had to do in life. And um, so I was, I mean, I was their mom alone for several years before I even had my own child. So it was just, and I'm glad, I'm kind of glad that it worked out Mm -hmm. that way because it let me bond with them. And then I got to experience, you know, having my own as well, but it's cool because they're all so close too. And and then hopefully, you know, we get to do the same and I can't even wait for him to be a dad to his Mm -hmm. own child. Like he does so great as a stepdad and he's, you know, he, he, I go to him now for advice. I'm like, how should we handle this situation? And like <laughs> one time, this is funny, but you know, we've been talking about babies a lot. So Avery's been asking a lot of questions, oh, no. you know? Oh, and so we're no. like in our closet <laughs> and she, we're explaining the sperm and the egg and this and that. And 
Chuck just jumps right in and like really starts going for it. And I'm like sweating. (laughs) (laughs) What is he doing? Oh my God. Take a seat, Avery. But he was so like scientific about it. And so Uh, he handled it so well. But I mean, in the moment I was panicking and I'm like, okay, well, that was good. Okay. But I didn't know it was going to come out. Um, But so like different situations, he definitely surprises me, but he just like knows the right words to say to them and make them feel comfortable and not, you know, stupid for asking the question. And so, but he goes through all the details. So yeah, yeah. it's fun. (laughs) I I could not imagine because, you know, Maddie and Mackenzie are both in college. Mm -hmm. So there, you know, we see them in the summertime. It's so weird. In the summertime, I'll come home. There's like college parties at the house, oh, and I'm like, Woo! just a ton of girls in the pool. <laughs> hi, 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 girls. Oh, Stepdad's home. Uh, it's, so like, it's so strange, but it, it's awesome. But I could not imagine uh, not having Avery in the house mm. when Avery is like with her dad on like every other. It's every other weekend, and uh, when she's gone, we feel it. Like it's one of those things, like. She adds so much dynamic and love to the house. It, it our house is full of like laughter and constant showmanship. She's like a walking show. Everywhere, everything, every like it's a, a competition Avery, or Avery. a show and so you have to watch her, like her and judge her gone. and yeah, and so when she's not there, a lot of times we'll try to book like travel during the weekends that we don't have her if it's, you know, things that we want to do together, but um when, she, when we're at home and she's not there, we're just like, what in the world? It's so quiet and mm-hmm. I don't know. So you've become mom to now three girls. Yep. And then start dating again. Yeah. How do you even begin finding, like we're wow. trying to find a babysitter and I don't trust anybody remotely enough to watch Drew. How do you go into dating and trying to find a guy who will be a potential not take over as father, but father figure yeah. for your girls. You know, I stressed about that for a long time because I was separated for a long time before mm-hmm. I got divorced and I did not date anybody during that period. So it was a year of like truly just by myself. And I did not think it was going to be possible because mm-hmm. I just felt like I was going to be so particular on who mm-hmm. I let around my kids and all of that. And so, um, you know, luckily we, we met early on and you knowing Chuck for so long, you know, it's an immediate, like, you know, this is a good person. And like, that was my, I guess my biggest fear would, was that somebody wouldn't like treat me or my girls, Mm -hmm. you know, with respect and love, like the way I wanted it to be. And so, I mean, it was so early on that I just knew like, and, and what everybody says about Chuck before I even really, you know, got to know him myself, you ask anybody in Nashville and they're like, he's the best guy. Like he's such a good guy. Um, everybody in town loves him because he is like, a lot he has, of them say he has such a good leg heart. Day, and you need more leg day. That's true. I, it doesn't matter. I could do legs every day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so his heart, like immediately I saw that and, mm-hmm you know, kind of started letting my guard down a little bit. And then I will say though, she was, I met Maddie and Mackenzie pretty quick. Yeah. But, but they were was, in college already, yeah. you know, but, how about Avery? but she was very, um, it took a minute to it meet did. Avery. It took a minute to right, meet Avery. Rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, and how old is Avery? Just So she just turned nine. Okay. So it would have been, she would have, she was still seven. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you know, she's just, she's very aware of everything that's happening, you know, mm-hmm. with my divorce oh, and, yeah. you know, us being by ourselves at our house. And then, you know, if I was going to start dating someone, she's not mm-hmm. an idiot. Like I can't just be like, Oh yeah, this is my friend all the <laughs> yeah. time. So I was very particular about that. Um, so we waited for a little while, but I mean, he hit it off with Maddie and McKenzie like so easily. Mm-hmm. They're all so funny. And so their humor is just like immediate and they just all start bantering and I'm just there for the laughs and, then um, I don't even I can't really remember exactly like how far in he met Avery, but you know that was easy too. She immediately I think did you bring your dogs the first time? <laughs> Using the uh, dogs maybe we just to, to win her over. Uh, yeah, I will. I don't know if that's how it happened. I don't or not, remember. But I will say I was nervous to meet Avery. I mean, I mean, because yeah, I don't think you had the dogs. Nash wants to say hi. Come Hi. Here, Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we so speaking of dogs. We have a 
So uh, remember when I asked you, I, so I asked Sean to watch Cooper and Duke. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Have you heard this story? I think so. And, yeah. Nash, and you had just gotten. Yeah, Nash, Nash was still yeah. a puppy. He's a puppy. And uh, we, because we lived like, it was right outside of Vanderbilt. Yeah. And we lived like, like two blocks literally away. two blocks away. So I could walk over there if I wanted to. And, um, but I never really wanted to. <laughs> I would try. <laughs> That's how it sounded. Um, so I go, can you watch Cooper and Duke? I go, go out of town. Are you in town? Because mm-hmm. we were all, the, between the two of us, someone was out of town. Yeah. Right. And she goes, oh, actually I can. So I bring Cooper and Duke over. And uh, I think you might have called me or something. She goes, "You're not gonna believe what happened." I didn't. I didn't tell you until you got back into town because I didn't like want you freaking out. But they came over. Nash was a puppy. You left. Nash got on our couch, marked his territory on every inch of our couch. Mm-hmm. Every inch. Sean had just bought that couch. Just bought it, and I like hyperventilated. Oh, I would. <laughs> So then Great. I think you came over, you watched Cooper and Duke. <laughs> well, I, well, I took Nash to a border oh, and I was like, gosh. I just can't even deal with this uh, right now. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I felt horrible because you no. had to pay. She's watching my dog. So no. she had to pay to have her dog. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. I have to preface this with, I love dogs more than anything in the world, but it was for Nash's own safety that I took him to the border because oh it cost, it cost more than the couch to get, to get that couch cleaned. I was just, I was so mad at him as a puppy. It wasn't Cooper and Duke's fault. True. Well, kind of. <laughs> so that's what's, that's interesting. Um, we have three dogs, Cooper, Duke, and Gunner. And Gunner's a lab, um, a Visla lab. And then Cooper and Duke are Cavalier King Charles, which you guys know. And I knew, like, I love my, I love Cooper and Duke. Like, they are they are my biological children. Oh, right okay. So when she said, "Hey, do you want to bring uh, Cooper and Duke over to the house?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yes, I do." Because you're not. She's not the biggest dog person. I would say I'm not a dog person. Really? really. We have dogs. But there's, she got attacked as a, when she was small. Okay. So there's a reason for it. We'll blame it on that. And the the dog that attacked her was a cocker spaniel. Oh no! Which looks exactly just like King like Charles. Oh, oh no! So I could see why she was a little hesitant, but and your dogs are, are loud. That's they're really loud. They're amazing. They're vocal. They have moments. They're vocal. It's We're trying to, I, I was like, there's got to be something we can train them, right? Like we have to. So you think? And so I go, well? Chuck. You know, they don't get a treat every time they bark. Like, that is why they, they don't bark with me. If he's not in the house, <laughs> it is quiet and peaceful. And then he walks in and it They're is on to me. Chaos. <laughs> Cooper, Duke, if we bark, yeah. we'll get a treat. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. They're just vocal. It's okay. Dog. Yeah. 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 Vocal. It's not very often I hear someone say they're not a dog person. You know? I respect that. Like, I, know, I can appreciate. I think if they didn't shed. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. And then the loudness. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let me clarify for anybody that's watching. It's not like or listening. It's not like she sees a dog and she goes, "Get out of here!" No, like, I yeah. hate. No, she'll love on him, and she's yeah. all about it. She just doesn't like the the shedding or she's she. I is didn't the grow neat up with person. dogs though yeah. either. So my dad never let us have dogs growing up. So like I think I just took on his traits of it's okay. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. We argued more about him than anything in our relationship so far. Oh, okay. Because I was the dog but person. I'm a dog he person wasn't. too, but she just treats it like he's Royalty, her actually child. Like, and then you have a kid, and then it'll change. Yeah. 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 Which or, just I, wait, I mean, just I wait. Can't wait. It sounds like Cassie's a pretty neat and tidy person, is she? One thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. You guys should actually. How did how did that work out, Cassie? It's still working out. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting so I good. Say, I think she knows you. Yeah. I have made huge strides. Huge. I feel like you're pretty clean. I will. Thank you. Like when I'm done eating now. Did you I'll... ever go to his condo? Yeah, it was like pretty clean. Thank you. There's okay. There's but different standards. Andrew's like, not clean either. So, dude, I I'm when, offended. When we first started dating, <laughs> I would literally come. With like my cleaning supplies <laughs> in a thing, and I would like clean the shower. I'm cleaning yeah. the kitchen. Like I'm not eating anything out of here yeah. until it's all been washed. Yeah. No. I, I mean, still feel that you way. You guys are just guys, so your your general standard of cleanliness is just 
at a different we level. We have lower standards. Yeah, I don't wear yeah. hazmat. I don't wear a hazmat suit to like clean off the toilet and every other square inch of the house. But I feel like I feel like I keep it pretty. Yeah, pretty. I feel like there's, if there's no pee on the seat, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but if it gets around and then that's fine. It's just if it's not on the seat. Yeah, you just put shoes on. <laughs> oh my god. Just smear it around the rest oh. of your- <laughs> oh my god. And everybody tuned up. <laughs> it messes with like my mental state. If, Same. if things aren't in order, like I feel like my life is out of order, you know? And so Are you it, hearing this, babe? I'm not typically yeah, I'm not like an O C D type person, but I just need <laughs> it to be clean. Like I Same. just I don't know. If I'm in a he bad knows. mood, I start cleaning and he gets like she, anxious. Yeah. That's what she does. I know she's mad at me when she's like not. It's because to if me the house cleaning. like if I'm if I'm, I'm like, oh slightly upset <laughs> and the house is not in order, oh, there's no coming that back. That was down. literally me yesterday. I was like, I can't do this all yes. by myself. <laughs> and then you have to clean because it's the only thing you can control. I'm like, go take Avery to practice. I'm gonna fold my laundry, <laughs> which is all of the laundry. <laughs> yeah. much. That way, you don't have to worry about my stuff when you get back. And he is really good about like if I do freak out, he's like, okay, okay. And then he starts. He knows what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't normally do it on his own all the time. But once he starts figuring out, I'm freaking out. He's like, okay, I'm gonna do this yeah. now, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put the dishes up. I'm gonna do. I'm still in the. I'm still in that zone. I don't know if you do this. But I'm still in the zone that if I do something, like you better if, appreciate it. If, no, if no, I cl- to, if I clean, if I do the you. dishes, or if I vacuum, I'm like vacuum today. What's up? Like, and great. I did the dishes. Check that. If yeah. only we could make a list I every know, day. I know. I was like, but I it go. goes both ways, though. It does mm. go both ways. Yeah. It does go both ways. I am a big believer that in a relationship, even a like a bad one, that certain things go unappreciated. A lot of things do. Like I like I I made a big run to the dump the other day and took a big load of trash over there mm-hmm. that it wasn't gonna get done unless I did it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. What's Free. up? Okay. I'm curious. I'm curious. Okay. I'm curious. Everybody's got Let's the lane. Kill this. <laughs> what other are there any other stylistic differences? Because I feel like a lot yeah. of people get it's good caught to change up. the subject there. I feel like a lot of people get caught up on like stylistic differences. Like, oh, Chuck wears military boots. I don't want to marry Chuck. That's a small example. Or like Chuck's dirtier than I am. He's not the right fit for me. Did you guys have any other small? Honestly, I think that's the biggest difference between us is the cleanliness part. And I felt like I I love that difference. Control it (laughs) enough that I felt comfortable with it. And he has really gotten a lot better. And especially since moving into the house. 100%. (laughs) But everything, like everything else, even, you know, how we decorate our house or, you know, vacations we want to go on, even style of clothes, if you want to go there. I mean, I feel like we're very similar, you know, even athletic, like we both love sports and all of that kind of thing. Like we enjoy a lot of the same things, music. So in the, so many areas we're so similar, but cleanliness. I think it's, I I think it's healthy though, to be different in certain aspects of your life. I mean, you can't be the same and everything. Is this right. an excuse for so, so that one you know, thing? Yeah. We'll just keep that one. <laughs> if she's better at something, she I well, I was very impressed one day. She goes, you know what? Laundry's gonna be me. You need to be the trash guy though. I'm not trash is not my thing. We did, uh, uh, we did that too when we yeah. moved. Yeah. That's the best thing you can do in mm-hmm. a relationship is be honest with each other and say, All right, you know what? We've tried, I tried to break you, Chuck, but it ain't working. So I'm going to join the team. Let's be clear. I lived um, a year by myself, though. Yes. With which is huge. Girls, That's crazy. And um, the trash got taken out just fine. You had no help. We are independent women. <laughs> you had no help. If it was something big, I might have my dad, but I just routinely, like, took Wait, it don't you have, like, a really long driveway? We have a really long driveway. So the trash can is at the. End of the drive. How do you do that? Do you roll it or do you have a golf cart? Buggy, yeah. Or like a. We have a buggy and we his truck, we can throw it in the oh. back. Dude, I'm with you. There, Sean has certain expectations because her dad is like such a boss. Her parents are so both bosses. I'm sorry, I'm trying to work, work on talking. But Works. she brings those expectations <laughs> of like cleanliness or like the chores yeah. into our marriage. And I'm like, both my parents hey, listen. Are- Probably OCD. Like, yeah. house is alphabetized, categorized at all times of the night. But she was raised in that, so they did a lot of chores. <laughs> so why can't you do that, man? I'm just saying, 
I'm just saying it's interesting how that works out because you still have those expectations, but my dad's like that too. My dad's one. He just like does things like he knows how to do everything. So I can be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, can you fix this or do this? So Chuck, like, so now my dad is teaching Chuck. Uh So he's like, I need to teach you how to run this pool. And so he's like out by the pool showing him everything. No, it's true. Her her dad has been amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we have a great relationship, which is so refreshing. And there, I mean, her mom and dad are at the house all the time, which is, so my parents live in Florida. So they, trust me, if they could be at the house all the time, mm-hmm. they, they would be. But um, it is cool to have them come over and, you know, have that like dad figure being like, all right, this is how you check mm-hmm. the pool pump. Come on over here. And then you're going to backwash it right here. Put the hose out in the yard. You don't put the hose out in the yard. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> All right, hose out in the yard. Cut the grass on Thursdays. Uh, That's been awesome. Oh. You're one of the most animated person I've ever been around, dude. It kills me. I do have to say, so you were like complimenting Chuck. I remember the first time Chuck started telling us about you, and he invited us to come to a concert. That you and Avery came to. Oh, it was his um, fan club party. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember I was so excited. So Andrew stayed back and I went to like meet you and Avery. Yeah. And I remember when I left, I don't remember if you know this, but I <laughs> whispered to him, I was like, don't you ever mess this up. Oh, I love yes. it. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I fell in love with you guys though. Like Aww. you and Avery. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause you've known, I mean, you've known some, most of my ex-girlfriends yes. since, uh, in the last 11 years. Went yes. to the ringer, doc. I went through the ring, <laughs> but it made me appreciate and realize what I have today. And when she approved of you, of, of Cassie, I was just like, okay. By the way. Don't mess this up, Chuck. I don't know if, I, don't know if I should say this. Say. say. Yeah. say. You're definitely the only one that I've ever been like, don't ever mess this up. I'll take yeah. that. You're I'll take amazing. It. Yeah. Thank amazing. you. Okay. So we always ask, what's your biggest pet peeve with each other? It's kind of what you guys answered already, but cleanliness. I mean, that would be my <laughs> biggest pet peeve. That's because I'm. You think I'm dirty? That's what your pet peeve is. That you could be cleaner. I'm yeah. So glad you brought this back up, Sean. Thank you. I know. We'll just make yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. How long is this show? Now, what's your biggest pet peeve with Cassie? My biggest pet peeve would be that um, she. This it complements what she said mm. that she lets things like that stress her out and affect her day. Like, okay. like, like relax, breathe. Sean's feeling me on this. She's like, <laughs> okay. No, but you're probably feeling like you probably, you're like, dude, it's just relax. <laughs> it's okay. This is literally the conversation that we have. It's He's okay. like, relax, but that relax. Doesn't, I'm like, no, that it's not okay. It's not okay. It never works, but relax. <laughs> yeah. Never tell. Just chill out. Yeah, never tell your your woman to relax. It's <laughs> the worst thing you could ever say. Uh, what do you What do you love about each other? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want me to go first? You, you said a couple first? already, Chuck. I appreciate that. You can't steal any of mine. Well, I then I go first. All right, go no. Ahead. No, you go first. Well, I love the way that we love each other and respect each other because that was something that I feel like you know, I learned from my past relationships. And so the way that he um, is so respectful to me and like everyone around us, actually, like I love that about him. And then, you know, we like to have fun together too. So he always is making me laugh. And so I don't know what we're going to say. <laughs> I think, I feel like we're like right now redoing our vows. I know. <laughs> I, well, she's my best friend. I've, you, it's so true. Marry your best friend so you can do everything together. And I never thought that was a real thing. Like mm-hmm. true. And I had been married before and I just did not think that that was real. I'm like, no, you have to have like your own thing going on. And we truly do everything yeah. together. Like I almost to the point where if someone asked me to do something, I'm like, cool, I'll go. If Cassie can go, like mm-hmm. Cassie come. Like I got asked to go to a bath, like an NBA game mm-hmm. in, uh, in Memphis. And I'm like, well, how many tickets do you have? Yeah, you know, you're yeah. like, what? Well, who do you want to bring? I'm like, well, I need to bring Cassie. I mm-hmm. mean, like, I don't, I just feel like I want to experience everything with her. But I, the things that I love about you, um, I love just like that I can be myself around her because that's the best person you can be is yourself. 
And you, if you can't be that around the person you love, you're never really going to be genuinely mm-hmm. yourself and happy. So I feel like, you know, we're able to talk through things if we disagree and there's no one gets upset. I mean, there might be a hot minute where you just, you're angry or something, but it's never too, it's not the end of the world. Like we know we're going to talk it out and it's going to be fine. And we love each other no matter what. And I think that's the most refreshing thing. I mean, I, th- I feel like we like genuinely like each other, like mm-hmm. as people, like take the marriage out of it. Like we just like who each other are, which makes it so easy. Like you, like I want to be with him more than even like, you know, my friends sometimes like I, but he's just one of my closest friends and we have dance parties. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we have like Mackenzie you know. and Maddie are way better TikTok dancers than both of you though. I do have to say, I mean, I they're pretty the good. I will say <laughs> I watched the video. I just, the verdict's it. First of all, <laughs> I saw some of the comments on the last TikTok we did and a lot of them were like, sorry, Cassie, I think Chuck's a better dancer. <laughs> I'll give you, you that. One, yeah, better than one me. He signature me. move. He said well, Maddie your little, your little foot oh, yeah. sweep. Oh, I got an awesome signature move. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, my foot's asleep right now. I do. <laughs> was there any part of you that was frightened by um, Cassie having kids or a previous um, relationship? Shockingly, no. I and I, I was, I've, I've always been honest about this. If someone said before I met her, um, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna marry someone that's divorced and has three kids," I'm like, "No, hmm. not that's not in my not in my plan. No thanks. Who else you got?" But that's when when I met her and I fell in love with her immediately, and I fell in love with Maddie and Mackenzie and Avery, and just knew right away. I I was so what scared me the most was messing it up. Wow, I'm like. Because because it was more than just her, because there were kids involved, I I told myself, I'm like, all right, Chuck, you don't even go down this road unless you mean it. Because I cared too much about her as a person for her just to be another, you know, girl I dated or whatever. Like, if I was going to do this and I was really going to figure it out, I mean, you still need to be with someone and figure out if it is what it is but I was never going to lead her on down something that it wasn't. So that was my biggest fear was messing it up because I, I just knew I loved her so much and it never, the kids never scared me, which is weird. It's, you know, you, you, until you meet your person, you don't even really think about kids. I don't Mm -hmm. think I never thought about kids and to walk into a relationship with three it was just so easy. Yeah. Everything my, was so my easy. My kids are pretty cool, though. Like, they're just easy. Like, they... Says they every mom. Cool. Says <laughs> every mom. Like, like, we kids that in that situation uh-huh. could be, like, really bratty to yeah. anybody yeah. that I brought in. Like, mm-hmm. I know of situations where, you know, teen, especially teenagers and, you know, them being protective of their dad or something, you know, they could have treated him a lot differently. And they, they're just so loving and open. And so they accepted him you know, quickly and he the same. And so, I mean, I, they do get some props. Like they're cool. 1000%. I mean, that probably could have been a, I mean, if I walked into the situation and, you know, yes, I love her, but every time I was around, you know, I got three kids hating on me. (laughs) I mean, that would be hard. That that would be a different situation. Yeah. I might be like, "Mm, I don't know if I need to (laughs) go through all this, but it, it was easy. It's kind of cool. Cause I, you guys just revealed this to me. Like, even though it was somewhat of a unique, some would say tough situation in a lot of ways. Well, you guys use that as a way to like shape a healthy environment for your relationship. Like, Hey, clearly like transparency is going to be on uh, like huge here because there's three kids to take care of and a, a, a previous relationship. And for you, like, um, setting the expectations that you had walking in the race, I just feel like instead of getting scared by that, it's cool how you guys were both like, okay, well, like we've learned our lessons and then we're moving to this new relationship as healthier people. It's cool. So hats off. It's cool too. Thank Cause you. we, I feel like we, it kind of forces you to address things yeah. probably more so than you would if there weren't, all, you know, other people to think of in mm-hmm. the family. So having the girls, like we talk so much about so many different situations or just, I don't know, like, I think when kids are when kids are involved, you just you you cut out all the crap. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like get to the point. What you know? What are we doing? What is this? 
okay, you love me, I love you, I love your kids, let's do this. Like it's there's no there's no games. Like you don't when when kids are involved, you don't play games with someone. Yeah. Um, and I think that was what was the most refreshing thing. It, it actually forced me to be honest with myself and where I, where I was hmm. and what I wanted. And I think it made me move. I mean, we dated for we got married. I mean, we got engaged nine months. We were dating ten wow. months maybe, mm-hmm. and then we were married six months later, seven months later. I mean, we both knew. Yeah. There was no. Why we, we even talked about it, we're like why why get engaged and for five and stay mm-hmm. engaged for two years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just was it's not that wasn't our our play. I mean, our play was like let's do this. Okay, so you guys are talking about kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more kids. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Any update on that front? <laughs> yep. So we definitely want kids, um, and it's been an emotional roller coaster yep. for us. Uh, trying to conceive so we we uh, have to go the IVF route mm-hmm. um, and I'll be super honest it's because of me um, don't have a lot of swimmers and that was one of the hardest things to hear as an uh, as a guy is like that you you know you may not be able to have children because you don't have a lot of you, you have a very very low sperm count and that's a hard pill to swallow because, you know, and Andrew, you, I know you you guys have little mm-hmm. Drew and, you know, you guys rocked it out and didn't have any issues. And, and it's, and well, you did, I mean, you did have mm-hmm. ups, yeah, you did have mm-hmm. issues, but I don't think anybody told you you had like low sperm count, right. right? So it's one of those things where you almost feel like you're not a man. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you feel very, um, inadequate and it was it was really emotional and i think us. we were just kind of blindsided by mm-hmm. it too because he's so healthy and you know he does all these iron mans and he works out he eats so clean never you know done drugs and all this stuff that and all of a sudden you know we th- we got married and we were like immediately we're gonna we're ready to have a baby and then you know it was like a month goes by five months go by and you're like okay something's not right mm-hmm. i just like something in my gut told me that something wasn't right. And we had told ourselves we were going to give it, give it a little bit longer, like till the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's just go just talk to a doctor. I just want to make sure that we're not just like using all this energy and just getting bummed out every month for no reason. And so we go and, um, and then that's when he got that news. And so we were, I mean, I mean, it's devastating to hear that. And it's scary because mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. When you, <laughs> you, you grow up your whole life being like, I don't want to get anybody pregnant. I know. <laughs> and then the minute you you want something, it's like, oh, this is going to be a big challenge. Um, and it was really weird. I remember getting that news when they told me, and I like just started sweating. Like mm-hmm. I just started immediately sweating I'm in the off doctor's office. And it's been an interesting journey thus far. We are right in the middle of IVF. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So I would go, and I'll just be super honest about everything. Um, I would go, and you know, we would leave samples. Mm-hmm. I would leave my sample for them to freeze. What type of sample? Okay. So I would go there, and it was super. They were scared his body would stop producing right. altogether. What? So it was that yes. low. So that we were. They didn't even know if they'd have enough to fertilize eggs. Right. So it was. Uh, it was one of those things where it was just the whole process was just like freaky, like Mm -hmm. very stressful. And you're like, what do I do today? Do I, you know, I'm going to have orange juice this morning and I'll be healthier and I'll have more sperm. It's just not how it works. So it's just like, I would go there and I would do a cry, they call it a cryo Mm -hmm. and you go there and cryo. And if, you know, I would go sometimes and they would go, sorry, we didn't find any sperm today. I mean, we're supposed to have, 15 million mm-hmm. sperm. No, like 40, like a ton. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, a ton. it's just like you found none. Mm-hmm. And every time I would get that news, it was more than once, it would be devastating. I'd be like, maybe, I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe, maybe God wanted me to meet her because she already had children because I wasn't meant to have children. Mm. Like it got that deep where I'm like, this is why God put me in and this is why we met because I, I'm, I'm not supposed to. Well, I went back and we would have good news every once in a while. Um, 
We went back three times where they're like, all right, we found enough sperm to cryo. We're going to cryo it, freeze it. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring, um, you know, Cassie back. IVF is such a, for those watching and listening, it's, it, and if you've been through it, it is mind blowing what they can do. Mm-hmm. The doctors and what they've done scientifically and everything to be able to make this happen is amazing. Um, we have to prep her body to get ready to, mm-hmm. so they can go in and retrieve as many eggs as possible. She's giving shots in her stomach every night. You know, we're sitting around the kitchen table, Avery's watching her and being a part of it. It's a, just a very emotional process. And so we get to the point where we go and to the doctor for her to get her egg retrieval. And, you know, in our minds at that moment, we're like, all right, we got three cryos. Mm-hmm. So if, if we don't get any sperm on the fresh sample day, because that's what, what they want to use. Mm-hmm. When they take her eggs, they want to use a fresh sample that day and then put as many, many sperm and as many eggs as possible. So we're like, we got this. So they get 10 eggs out mm-hmm. when we were really happy about that. We originally thought, because they do checkups, mm-hmm. they're like, well, right now we see four follicles, um, which basically means four eggs. And yeah. we're like, well, we need more than that. Because the ratio on this is like, if you got... Four eggs, well, two of them are going to be... Like 50% yeah. of the mm-hmm. eggs will really get fertilized is right. the number. Well, two, well, 50% are going to be good eggs, and then 50% yeah. of those yeah. are going to fertilize. So really, at that point, we're like, well, if you got four right now, let's cut it down to two, down. and then you only got mm-hmm. one. Yeah, we were truly expecting to maybe have two, mm-hmm. two to three. So the whole the whole process has made us a lot more spiritual than we've been. Me yeah. personally, anyway, I, me, I've talked to God more lately than I've ever talked to God. And, and I have a great relationship with God, but I've, but I've made a, it's made me realize that this is bigger than I am. And mm-hmm. I, we don't get to make decisions because it, we would sit around and be like, all right, we're going to do IVF. We're going to get eight eggs, mm-hmm. three of them are going to be girls, and then we're going to have five boys, and then we'll pick the strongest embryo, and we'll put that in. Well, yeah. that it's funny how we sat around and actually- I mean, we like had every scenario. Like, what would we do in this scenario? What would we do here? So here's the scenario that we, that we were given. Um, they got 10 eggs out. They come in, they go, hey, Chuck, we didn't find any sperm in your fresh sample. So immediately, I'm like, don't freak out. We got three frozen mm-hmm. vials of sperm. They go into the first frozen one. None of them survived. They go into the second one. None of them survived. Mm-hmm. The doctor that just told me that they didn't find any in the fresh sample goes back to the fresh sample, finds one. They put no. medicine in the fresh sample to kind of like get them moving. And so then they find. Oh, they, they say it's like caffeine. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. They go, we found one. They go, so they immediately put that in one egg. They go to the last frozen Mm -hmm. one. None of them survived. He goes back to the fresh sample that he just told me that were none in. He goes, he found another one. Mm -hmm. So they found two sperm. They put one in each egg. So we got two eggs. And then the rest of my eggs are frozen. The, the, The remainder of the eight eggs are frozen. So now we wait Mm-hmm. Overnight to see if any of them, any of the eggs fertilize. One of them did not. One of them did. Cool. Now what? Okay. Now you got to wait five days to make sure to it make turns s- into uh, a blastocyte, which embryo. is an embryo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we wait five which days. Which the odds of this happening yeah. is so slim. Too, it's like a fifty-fifty on whether they survive yeah. to that point. So. Right. So technically. We had two eggs mm-hmm. go back to the 50% deal. So that means only one of those eggs are really going to be good or fertilized. So there's the one egg and only one of those are supposed to. So we're like, mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't know. We were scared. So we get the, how we know what's going on is that we call into an answering service. Basically mm-hmm. they leave a message for our own personalized answering machine. We hit the do, 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 hit one. Boom. We hear what they got to say. They go, you got an embryo. So we were, we were, so, but we're not out of the woods yet. Right. Yeah. So now, um, God bless science. We have what they call genetic testing. 
Mm-hmm. So we chose mm-hmm. to do genetic testing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes sure everything's good and everything's healthy and, you know, an alien's not going to come out, you know. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my gosh. It looked like one of the... the <laughs> so you, we were like, yes, uh-huh. let's do the genetic testing. And we wait. That was a long two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's the longest. We did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. Did you do IVF? No, but... But you did genetic. We had markers. Yeah. Okay. When I got pregnant. That forced us to do genetic testing, and okay. it's the longest two weeks yeah. of your life. So we 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 get the genetic. Uh, or you tell us part. Gen- well, we got that back, and they go. She well, she's like, "Do you want to hear some good news?" And I actually wasn't even with Chuck at the time. I was out of town working, so I called him on three way, and then we called the doctor, and so. She's like, you want some good news? And we're like, um, yes. And so um, she's like, it's healthy. Everything's good. And oh, like all the right. grades on it, on the embryo are awesome. Like they're perfect. Amazing. So five, you yeah. know, whatever. So I didn't know. So they grade the embryos. Mm-hmm. So the, the doctor goes, if you would have had five embryos, this is the embryo we would have chose. Wow. Aww. She said, these are the ones that do the best in our lab. So we're so excited about that. And then she goes, do you want to know the sex? And I was like, no, 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 no. We don't want to know yet. And she, you could tell she was bummed. She was like, oh, oh, okay. And so I was like, is there any way you can write it in an envelope? We really want to be together when we get that news. And she's like, okay. And so she writes it in an envelope and Chuck goes and gets it the next morning. And, and I like, when I picked it up, I'm like, I was hoping it wasn't one of those thin envelopes. Where you can see it. And yeah. they wrote it, like, like, they wrote it in marker. Where you're yeah. like, so I'm like, I'm looking down like this. And, and I couldn't see through. I'm like, okay, good. So I put it, I have the sex of our baby now in my uh, visor in my truck. And it sat oh, there for yeah. two days because we wanted to watch it alone, mm-hmm. just the two of us. Because it's kind of been our deal with big moments. So we were like, we need to do this on our own so we can be in the moment and just be the two of us and never forget it. And... So we filmed it, so mm-hmm. we have it, and so we can share it when we're ready. <laughs> and uh, we get the envelope out, and I was we just slowly open it up, and I had I saw the uh, I had seen that it a little bit, and I knew it right away. And we open it up and flip out because it's a boy. Oh my ah! god! Like, <laughs> oh my god! It's unbelievable. <laughs> And I found out, and I also found out in that moment when I am ex- when I am genuinely happy, I cry and laugh. He like laughs so time. loud, like a weird laugh. That's, like, what, like, that's what Andrew did when I when we had Drew. He just couldn't stop laughing. I know. You're so happy, like, right? Yeah. Like you're just so happy. You just that's you just don't know what to do. Like all the emotions go. And we had all these big plans beforehand because you know we sat on it for a couple of days. So we're like, how are we going to tell everybody and the family? And we'll do like kind of a gender reveal party. Mm-hmm. And we like had all these plans. And as soon as we found out it was a boy, I was like, I cannot keep this a uh-huh. secret. We have to tell everybody. Like we, we still we, obviously we, everything has to mm-hmm. go well. So you know. I think that's part of it too. We're like, let's tell everybody that, you yeah. know, that we know will pray for us and Absolutely. like want the best in this situation for us. And um, mm. so lots of prayers that everything goes smooth and, yeah. you know, everything's. It fine. is crazy with pregnancy. I mean, like you said, you grow up just praying not to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, every nothing's in your hands. Nothing. Right. Every step of the way. I mean, it's. We went through completely different pregnancies and everything, but it's the most terrifying process. Mm-hmm. Dude, isn't it cool though? Like Drew had a two vessel cord, and like there's a bunch of complications. We weren't sure, you know, how healthy she was going to be, or if there's going to be any type of, uh, I guess, drawback from that. Or what do you mean challenge? by the two vessel cord? So it's we started out. I miscarried, and we weren't sure if I'd be able to carry at all because of gymnastics, which is kind of like the Iron Man thing. It's like you train to be so healthy and you find out all this, get pregnant again. And then our marker was, they don't know why, but every once in a while, the umbilical cord that gives the baby all the nutrients is made up of three vessels. Well, one artery and two vessels. One artery and two veins. Two veins. So instead of having three Mine only had two, which meant she potentially wasn't getting enough oxygen 
enough enough blood, enough nutrients. She was supposed to not have grown, whatever. There's a bunch of complications. It can cause but, like preterm labor, miscarriage, stillbirth, just right. all of this. Wow. So when Drew was born, though, the doctor cut the umbilical cord, and she was like, that umbilical cord had more blood in it than than any normal one I've seen. So like the two vessel would theoretically have less blood. Right. But she was like, that was the healthiest umbilical cord I've ever seen. Wow. Anyway, I say all that That's cool. because it's cool. Just like, just like your embryo. It's already like the most inspiring thing. I, like, you know what ever. I'm saying? I already like one sperm. Dude, I say, like, I go, our boy is already a warrior. He's like, it's, it's a warrior. Cool. Even before we knew it was a boy, he uh-huh. was like, I mean, this is, just the strongest baby. Uh-huh. Like, it's just going to be a warrior. Yeah. It's going to be so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's cool. But and I'm, now it's a boy. And yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Nuts. I think your guys' story is incredible. Like, yeah. dealing with the unexpected is kind of like a general theme. Yeah. And it's like inspiring. I'm, I know that when Sean and I shared our uh, <laughs> like miscarriage story, yep. there's so many people that were touched by that just because whatever people don't often talk about it but i feel like there's a lot of things in your guys relationship that could have a similar effect and mm. just like giving making people feel not isolated you know we've been because you say that and when we're aware of that and and i i you know i've friends with both of you for a long time and i've followed your journey you know personally like hey what's up but i've also <laughs> followed your journey um, through YouTube and everything else, because you guys are so good at documenting what you do and watching that and then us having um, what we're having to go through in order to have a child. It, I, I don't know if you remember, I said, well, you know, listen, it, it this stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you realize that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah. you know, even since we've been going through it, Chuck's talked to a few people who have been in the same situation mm-hmm. that he has. And, you know, but... Maybe they they didn't talk about it as much, and so like in our mind, we think we are so isolated, and that yeah. you know this doesn't happen to everybody. But then, you know, just in our circle, there have been people that have been like, "Dude, I had the same thing, and now I have mm-hmm. two healthy babies, and mm-hmm. this." So it gives us, you know, I don't well, know, such a positive outlook on it when you know that it's worked for other people and they've gone through the same thing. Well, one thing a guy is never going to come out and just say is that. <laughs> I got a low sperm count. <laughs> like it's just something you just don't want to say. It's not a conversation starter. Yeah. Right. How you doing? Low sperm count. Your name? <laughs> yeah. yeah it is. I have to say it is really hard since you guys are friends because I feel like we could talk to you guys forever. But it's it's been an hour and a half. I don't want to like keep you any longer. I mean, are you shutting the conversation? Down? I want to respect their time. Okay. Fine. I mean, we're good. I'm not. I'm in town for. <laughs> what do you got to do? You got anything to do? Oh, we have a child. You guys have kids. <laughs> Yeah, you guys. This have whole kids. time we were talking about kids. One of them yeah. we picked up from school, I think. I don't remember. Really sure mom, Shoot. dad. Getting yeah, we also have a three-month-old wandering around the house somewhere. So. Yeah, she's not walking yet. I hope. I mean, should Unless we ask, she just did. Should Unless we ask them any questions? I mean, I feel like this is you know about couples. Anyone? Oh, you asked you any no, questions? People already nah, know it's okay. Mm. Thank you guys for your time. Yes. Always a pleasure to sit down with you. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.